Judge Kavanaugh's lifetime spot on the Supreme Court remains in doubt. The day after an emotional hearing where Kavanaugh and his accuser, Christine Blasey Ford, both told their sides of the story, the Senate Judiciary Committee advanced his nomination to a full Senate vote, but with a hitch. This is TikTok. I'm Dave Myers. Today, part two of our two-part series, understanding the ramifications of the hearing that pitted the word of Dr. Ford and the word of Judge Kavanaugh against each other while it all played out in front of the world. Joining me today to take a look at the path forward is Bloomberg News DC Bureau Chief Craig Gordon. Thanks for joining us, Craig. Sure thing. So Kavanaugh's nomination is headed to a full Senate vote, but not before some last-minute political drama. What happened today? So uh, the uh, key vote on this Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, Senator, Senator Jeff Flake, he's retiring, he's from Arizona, never been the world's biggest fan of Donald Trump, but he came out this morning and said he planned to vote yes on the Kavanaugh nomination. That would have sealed no, uh, Kavanaugh's chance to go for a full Senate vote, which was probably going to happen as early as tomorrow, a procedural vote, a final vote later in the week. Two or three hours later, word spread that uh, the, something was going on behind closed doors, and all of a sudden there was Jeff Flake back at mm-hmm. the same day as saying, uh, actually, I need a week delay so the FBI can do its job. So what's the TikTok on this? Because we, we came into the morning knowing that they were going to meet at 9.30 in the morning, and then they announced at 1.30. But in between that, there was a lot of debate in front of the camera and, and as you're saying, behind the camera. So where does this start? It's not entirely clear. The one thing we know for sure is that uh, uh, this morning, into or out of the meeting, Flake was confronted by some protesters, mm-hmm. uh, including a woman who uh, has tweeted, or there's been some tweets, uh, that she actually told him that she herself had been sexually assaulted at one time. There's mm-hmm. a pretty gripping video of this that made its way out. And so Flake, as he was getting on this elevator, was sort of confronted by these protesters, and the doors closed and, and went away. It was a few hours later, as I say, that Flake then came out, and we heard that you know now there was this sort of change of heart on his yes vote. Uh, with this idea of a one-week delay. We do know, look, there's about four or five key senators that are really going to decide whether Brett Kavanaugh gets on the Supreme Court. One of them is Jeff Flake. There's a couple of Republicans, names well-known by now, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, a couple of Democrats, Joe Manchin, West Virginia, Joe Donnelly, Indiana. Some of those people met last night. It seems like some of this plan was being at least talked about last night, the idea of why don't we just let the FBI try to do its work, find out a little bit more about the allegations made by uh, Professor Ford yesterday, see if there are other witnesses out there and, and go forward. It sounds like the compromise they struck was we'll give it one week. We will send the nomination out of the Senate Judiciary Committee, but we'll hold up the final Senate vote. So it's a little complicated, but the bottom line is Brett Kavanaugh has to wait at least one week or so before he gets his final vote in the Senate floor to be a Supreme Court justice. And what are other members of the Senate on the committee, not on the committee? What are they telling your reporters? What are they tweeting? Sure. I mean, look, the Republicans on that committee thought they had this was a lock. They thought this was going to be over when they voted at 1.30 today. There was supposed to be a vote as early as Saturday, a final vote as early as Tuesday. They thought Brett Kavanaugh, with Flake's yes vote, was essentially on a glide path to being the next Supreme Court justice. All of that changed. And make no mistake, they're not happy about it. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Chuck Grassley, the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, Republican from Iowa, you know, sort of rushed the vote on the Flake motion, you know, was was clearly pretty pretty upset. I think a lot of 
Republicans who thought this this one was in the books are suddenly realizing, look, a week delay in politics is an eternity. We know all of the different allegations that have come out against Brett Kavanaugh just in the few recent days. Who knows what, what else could come out in the next week, and who knows what the FBI might find. They might find nothing more than we know now. They might find new information, new evidence, mm-hmm. new witnesses, who knows. So I think a lot of Republicans who thought their work was done on Brett Kavanaugh now realize they're looking at a week of a lot of uncertainty. So what does the next week look like exactly? Well, what's interesting is we don't, no one has officially said there is going to be an FBI investigation. The only person that can actually do that is one Donald Trump. Mm. Um, and he, you know, he runs the FBI and he can decide what the investigator, you know, tell him, ask him to investigate, not investigate. You know, the sense we are getting is that that even Republicans that are not happy about this realize there's so much political momentum behind this idea. Once you sort of hit the pause button and say, okay, let's give it a week, let's get the FBI, it's very, very hard to back track from that. How they get uh, you know, Donald Trump to, to do it, that's a little less clear. Lindsey Graham, one of the key centers at yesterday's hearing, a Republican of South Carolina uh, on CNN, so, you know, was asked about this, and he said, I guess someone's going to have to go explain this to Donald Trump, and it's <laughs> probably going to be me. So, you know, we, you know, they really do have to get the president on board. As I say, it feels like there is a lot of political momentum behind this idea. It sounds like there is a feeling that, it, you know, there are still the votes there for Kavanaugh. Flake says, you know, essentially indicated, assuming they don't find some enormous bombshell, he could be satisfied to probably go ahead with a vote for Kavanaugh. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think this is going to happen, but a few more steps have to take place. And so, you know, we have another long day of reporting here. And you mentioned the president there. What has his response been to all of this, all these developments? <laughs> Well, as happens sometimes in, in the sort of the second-by-second second world of Washington, he was literally in the middle of a small press appearance with the president of uh, Chile and was asked about it sort of in real time, like, hey, did you hear that uh, they just delayed the Kavanaugh vote? And he was like, well, first time hearing this. Uh, and essentially, I think, gave a little bit of a placeholder answer, which is like, well, I'm going to let the Senate you know, worry about Brett Kavanaugh. I've, you know, I, I put him up. I'm standing behind him. I want him to go forward. But you know, it's really up to the Senate to decide how to dispose of this. So I'm sure sometime... Someone's going to have to go over to, to explain to the president uh, what just happened uh, in this very dramatic Senate Judiciary meeting and, and get him to sign off on approving the FBI doing uh, at least another week of investigation. So take us behind the scenes as the bureau chief uh, in the D.C. Bureau. What, how does it work? How are you making sure each angle is covered and each, each update is covered, each tweet is covered? Sure. I mean, the truth is, the exact moment when Flake made this offer was, was unbelievably confusing because he came out mm-hmm. and essentially said... I'm prepared to vote yes right here and now to push the nomination out of committee, which is an important first step, but I'm not prepared to vote yes on the floor yet. I need this weak investigation is sort of the price, you might say, of my vote. But based on the way it all went down, it wasn't totally clear that the other Republicans had actually agreed to that. It was clear the Democrats agreed to it, but of course they would. They want a week or a month or a year more of investigation of Kavanaugh, so that wasn't the hard part. It was, did, did the Republicans on the panel agree, and did the Republicans outside the panel agree? And it was very confusing. I think if you were to go back and look at the timeline of the headlines and stories we wrote in the literally minutes around the time Flake was saying this, you would see that it took us a minute to figure out if he actually had a deal or was just making this as an offer. And I think our early reporting was a little bit tentative. I mean, we we could report what we could see with our own eyes. Flake said, 
I won't vote yes unless there's an FBI investigation on the floor. Unclear if other Republicans have gone along with this, and you know we have to kind of let a little more reporting play out. But it was clear that the Kavanaugh nomination was in, you know, was at a minimum hitting a snag, potentially hitting more than just a snag. And then over the minutes, literally that followed, we came to know that now Lisa Murkowski supports the flake call. We're still not totally clear, you know, if Mitch McConnell, the head of the Republican head of the Senate, does yet. But if if Flake and Murkowski stand tough and say, I won't vote yes on Brett Kavanaugh unless there's an FBI investigation, he doesn't pass. So they actually have a lot of leverage in this moment. Remember, the Senate is only 51-49. A single senator can bollocks this up pretty badly, let alone two could essentially kill it. So it's still quite possible that Brett Kavanaugh, a week will go by, they'll do an investigation, nothing comes up or nothing enough, Republicans go forward, even, maybe even a couple of Democrats sign on at that point. He's on the Supreme Court, but there is a long way from here to there. Now, Congress has already been extremely divided. The country's already extremely divided. Does this just make matters worse? Well, look, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, anyone who watched the hearing saw Democrat after Democrat after Democrat try to get Brett Kavanaugh to say, just say the word, Mm -hmm. say you want an FBI investigation. There's clearly questions about your own credibility, your own reputation. You've just told us it's been ruined. Why not just ask for an FBI investigation, clear up the whole thing once and for all and move on? Kavanaugh, of course, would not agree to that because he knew he was actually in pretty good shape shape to be confirmed. So, you know, look, you could look at it one way or the other. You could look at it as at the end of this week, there'll be many Democrats, I'm sure, that say a week isn't enough. We need another week, another month, another year, as I said a minute ago. I suspect there's some percentage of people in this country, in that in that very slim part of the country that's still in the middle and not hard on the left and hard on the right, to say, okay, look, you know, they asked for some time. The FBI went out and did its job and tried to find out if there were more witnesses, more information, anything else to back up her story. They did or they didn't, and okay, they gave it. A, they gave it a try, and maybe now it's time to go ahead with the vote. So I actually think Flake, uh, candidly, I think Flake did his party uh, did his party a favor today. Hmm. I think that the process was it looked it looked very speedy. It looked like they didn't want to do an investigation. It looked like they were sort of turning away from the potential to get more facts. And Flake gave them a little bit of an out. Uh, not that they're happy about it, but I think he gave them a little bit of an out to show at least a, a somewhat reasonable attempt to find out the truth about what uh, Professor Ford said. So you say Flake maybe did his party a favor, but we also have to remember, and as I know you do, the midterms are around the corner. So where does this stand as a key campaign issue like trade or the economy or, or the referendum on President Trump himself? Where does this stand as an issue? Does this move to number one? Um, I don't know about number one, but I believe that, that on that score, some of the damage was done. Um, I think if I were running a Democratic campaign, I would be cutting clips of Brett Kavanaugh yelling at Amy Klobuchar, mm-hmm. the senator from Minnesota, uh, asking if she's ever been blackout drunk. You know, I mean, it was it was a very tense hearing. Uh, a lot of people were surprised at the tone Kavanaugh took, especially with you know senators. Usually, you don't yell at senators. That's not usually the way those hearings go. And I think you could make a very effective argument that th- this guy has uh, you know um, how should we call it anger issues and etc. And didn't you know could at least make the allegation that he didn't really want to get to the truth about this incident. He didn't want an FBI investigation. He didn't want to let things go on a little bit. And I think a Democratic candidate could make some hay with that. On the Republican side. Keep in mind the stakes here. If Brett Kavanaugh gets onto the Supreme Court, they essentially have a majority where some of the members of that majority, I think Kavanaugh's in his mid-50s, John Roberts maybe his late 50s. I mean, these are people that could literally be a Republican, conservative majority in the Supreme Court for a generation or more. 
the stakes of that, every, think of every issue that you could think of. Think of Roe v. Wade. Think of campaign finance spending. Think of immigration. Think of gay marriage. Think of any issue you can think of that could come before that Supreme Court. There would be, with Brett Kavanaugh, 20 to 30 years of solid conservative thought taking on those issues. Uh, that is a very powerful thing for Republicans, and that is something they can take to their voters and say, stand with Brett Kavanaugh, stand with the Republican majority. You know, That's what this party needs to do. So the stakes really couldn't be higher. I, in fact, I think it's worth sort of saying out loud. And this is obviously very dramatic, and there's a, there's a sort of a for lack of a better word, a voyeuristic aspect of this. You know, a, a guy who says his life's been ruined, obviously very salacious and very sad, but very salacious allegations, people yelling at senators, senators yelling at each other. Put, you put all that aside. This is really about some of the most important issues in this whole country and whether Brett Kavanaugh will be able to join a Republican majority to decide on them for, as I say, 20 years, 30 years, something like that. There, there's, the stakes couldn't be higher. It's almost higher than a presidential election itself because that is how important the Supreme Court is. So when you put aside all of the, the drama, there is a very serious sort of policy and you know, a, a aspect of this that cannot be forgotten. Bloomberg News DC Bureau Chief Craig Gordon, thanks so much. Sure thing. Make sure to follow Craig on Twitter. He's at D Craig Gordon. That's a TikTok for today. Thanks for listening. Please head on over to iTunes and let me know what you think. I'm Dave Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers, and you can get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.